This is the Mindless Sea Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is your host, Jesse Freeze. Welcome to the 23rd of February. Uh, this is episode number two of the Mindless Sea. A little podcast that I'm throwing together. Let's see if the second one is better than the first. I'm sure it can't be worse, at least, hopefully. Uh, Today, I'm going to be doing things a little bit differently than I did uh, last time. Uh, Today, I'm going to be focusing more on, like, uh, an aspect of popular language that we use today. Uh, Specifically, the, the phrase, right side of history. I really hate this phrase, right side of history. It is something I despise, always have. As somebody that studies history and has for many, many years, it's just really annoying uh, for many different reasons, which I will actually get into today. And then, of course, we will do other things, uh, talk about the value for value, and we will also do some studies and stuff like that, see what is going around the world right now. But let's get into this right side of history. Uh, To know if you are actually on the right side of history, you would actually need to know the future. And not just the future in 10 years or the future in 100 years or 200 years or anything. You would just need to know all the future and need to know if in the very end you were actually on the right side of history. It's an impossibility. There's no way that you could actually do this. Some people think that you can do this by doing what you see is best for your community. But that really isn't enough. There's so many times that this has gone wrong in history just by people doing what they think is right. It's like, take revenge. Revenge is uh, often seen as bad, but when it's you and in the moment you are seeking revenge, it can be viewed as a good thing from yourself and from your compatriots and things like that. And so revenge, it's a tricky one because some people might say it's not. Some people might say it is. It's one of those things. You also have to think on if this revenge, if it actually happens, will it just cause even more people to die? So while you were seeking revenge, you actually caused other people to seek revenge on you for what you were seeking revenge on. It's a vicious cycle that goes over and over and over again. So with that, that can I know that's not what people mean by saying when they say the right side of history, but in essence, this is what we're all thinking. Uh, we're thinking that we're in the right. Uh, and so because of that, we get to this idea. Also, some people would say instead of seeking revenge, you should like look past or ignore the awful things that were done to you or to your community. But sometimes would that also be best? Uh, Take uh, the American descendants of slavery, ADOS or African-Americans. Would it be better for them? Uh, I'm a white guy, so I'm not part of this. But would it be better for them? to not focus on their slave past. I know I've heard a lot of different white people and other people say that that would be best, but I think it'd be almost impossible to know 
if it actually would be best. Because remembering can actually help you in the future. So if you just kind of push that away and don't try to get that somewhat resolved, it could cause some issues. Also, would it be better off to have reparations or not to have reparations? If you have reparations, in say 100 years, will your community and your descendants actually be better off for the reparations that you got, that your generation got? Or would this have to be like a reparations throughout history, ongoing, indefinitely. It's this sort of thing. What would be best? Would they be better off or not? Also, with reparations, might it cause inflation to the point where it wipes out the actual reparations? So basically, you get a lump of money, and that money goes into the economy, and that's a big, massive amount of money in the economy that will just cause inflation. Think about all the handouts that we got during the COVID periods of time. That has caused the inflation that we are seeing today. So if you just print money or something just to give somebody, will that actually help or hurt that same group of person in the long term? It's, it's hard to say. It's almost impossible. It's impossible to know if which... Which side of that would actually be the right side of history? It is an impossibility to know. Not only that, you get a whole bunch of money, and would all that money, would it actually stay in the African-American community, or would it go out to businesses ran by rich white guys? I don't think that would be really what the intent of it would be, but I could see that happening. I really could. It happens pretty much with everything. Uh, it all just goes towards the rich, the businesses and everything like that. You want a new TV? That's going to go to the company that sold you the TV. So it's really hard to know if anything in that would be the right side of history. All we can do is live our best life and keep going. Uh, along Another thing with uh, different races is the idea of segregation. Is it good? Is it bad? I know Supreme Court decisions uh, like the Brown v. Board of Education, they have said that it's bad, that you cannot have separate but equal. I know all this is possible, but then in modern days, more recent days, the 21st century, people have come up with the idea that maybe we should segregate so that blacks could be with blacks, white can be with whites. Well, they never actually say that whites can be with whites. I'm not sure if they ever want whites to be alone. But having safe spaces for different smaller minorities and everything like that, they view as this good thing. But to me, that's just a segregation as well. If you think segregation is good, okay. Uh, if you don't, I personally don't. But if you don't, then you don't. And you just have to live with each other. Uh, with the segregation, uh, you have to think about are communities better off if they interact with other communities? Or would it be better to basically say, take Oklahoma, uh, give it all back to the Indians, the Native Americans, and say nobody else can go through there. Nobody else can live there. Uh, same with uh Take another state, I don't know, let's say Montana. Move every African-American to Montana and move all the white people out would, so they would have their own country. 
or own state that nobody would be. It'd be segregated because it's in that state. That's where everybody lives. Would that actually make any sense? It's this whole idea. I know I'm extrapolating way too far on this, but it's just something that came up in my thought process. And I don't really think any of those things would be a good idea, of course, but uh, it's the idea of whether to segregate or not to segregate, which is the right side of history, uh, which is what I'm trying to get to. And then from there, you can also take that into gender, like for education. Should we separate boys and girls in education? Some people believe that this helps both sexes. Uh, for boys and girls, there's no distraction by the opposite sex. Uh, boys aren't being crazy around girls, so girls can concentrate. Boys can just do whatever they want without having to feel like they have to impress a girl. Uh, things like that. So would it be better to do one way or the other? Uh, is there a right side of history on that one? Or should they all commingle? What would be the best idea? Should it be what we have now where you can get to choose? It's hard to say. And then from there, uh, you can also get to Northern Ireland. Uh, is Northern Ireland better off now that they have decided to end the hostilities with the UK? Is it better that Northern Ireland is part of the UK or is it better if it was not part of the UK, if it was part of Ireland? This is a question that nobody, that different sides agree on. Uh, Ireland itself, the country, gained independence in 1921, but Northern Ireland was left for the UK, United Kingdom. So the Northern Ireland, about six counties, uh, went to the UK because the majority of the people there were Protestant and they sided more with the British because... Well, a lot of them were actually like Scots that were actually brought down to Ireland. This is the Scotch-Irish, Scots-Irish. And so from there, it's like, is it better to actually keep going and seek revenge like a lot of these Northern Ireland's uh, Irish people did, uh, like the IRA or anything like that? Is it better to keep fighting until you get everything you want exactly like you want it? Or is it better to have an imperfect system, which is the Northern Ireland issue right now? It's an imperfect system, especially with the EU and everything like that, trying to figure out borders and tariffs and this and that. Is it worth that to have an imperfect system or would you rather keep fighting? I think you could even talk about the Palestine and Israel right now with this. Is it better to have everything you want or is it better to have an imperfect system? Another thing when it comes to right side of history is that we never know what will cause issues in the future. We always think as a species that we are so smart that we are smarter than all of our forefathers and mothers. And so there's uh, nothing that we can do uh, that would be as stupid as people in the past. But this is always proven to be false. Uh, think of uh, cocaine. Back in the 18th, 1800s, cocaine was thought to be a non-addictive alternative to heroin because heroin was a 
horrible, horrible drug, as we know. It caused many, many issues. Many people died. And many people actually thought cocaine would actually be a good alternative. This is where we get Coca-Cola from. Because Coke had Coke in it. And because it, because a lot of people thought it was better than heroin. Whether or not, I, I've never taken either. But, you know, maybe it is. I don't know. All I know is it causes problems no matter what. It is addictive, very addictive, just like heroin. But we didn't know any better. And so because of that, we never know what the right side of history is. Because we, the humans back then, our forefathers, thought that they knew what they were doing. Apparently they didn't. Another aspect of this is uh, eugenics. Uh, eugenics to me is a classic of this. Uh, if you don't know what eugenics is, it's basically the idea that you can use genes to determine if somebody will be criminal or not. So there's a criminal gene, a mental illness gene, things like that. And if you can actually change the genes or get rid of those genes from the human race, then we will no longer have criminals or mentally ill or anything like that. Where this comes from was it was really a twisting of uh, Charles Darwin's thoughts. Uh, Charles Darwin, uh, he came up uh, in his book, The Origin of Species, he came up with the idea of evolution, that the strongest will survive, the strongest of the uh, fittest, <laughs> survival of the fittest, things like that. This is what Darwin truly believed. <clears throat> and that's fine. A, evolution, to me, is settled science. It's just what is. Uh, but as with anything else, Things you take an idea, and then that idea can be put towards many different areas. Uh, one of these was actually started by his cousin. Uh, it was eugenics, of course, is what I'm talking about. And his cousin, Charles Darwin's cousin, founded the eugenics movement. His name was Sir Francis Galton, and he started eugenics. Basically, the idea of eugenics was taking Darwinian thought and then extrapolating that to the human species. So we can figure out who is the strongest, who is the best, uh, things like that. This really went down the rabbit hole like horrendously, uh, which I will cover. But it is using that Darwinian thought to figure out uh, that humans can just keep bettering themselves and so on and so forth. One of the people that actually took this up is actually a rather famous American. At least his last name is famous, and he is famous himself. His name was John Harvey Kellogg. He was a doctor, and he actually invented cereal. Uh, he's quite an interesting guy. There's a movie about him, Road to Wellville is what it's called. It's uh, from the 1990s. It has Anthony Hopkins and uh, John Cusack. It is a really good mu movie. Maybe not John Cusack. Am I thinking of a different one? I, I can't remember right now. But anyways, you should check it out. It's a funny story about this funny guy, John Harvey Kellogg. Uh, he was a doctor. He set up a place in Battle Creek, Michigan to help people. Uh, he believed 
that you shouldn't have sex, uh, you should eat boring food, and if you do all these things, you can live forever. Uh, he also believed in yogurt enemas. He had a daily one. And apparently he never had sex with his wife of like 40, 50 years. So he was an interesting guy. He was actually very famous during his life. People went to him all the time to get better. And as I said, he actually invented cereal. And uh, one of the guys that also helped push the cereal movement, a guy by the name of Post, he actually stole a recipe from the Kellogg's uh, at, while it was this hospital sort of thing. Stole a recipe from that because John Harvey Kellogg did not want to sell it or anywhere. He didn't want to make a profit off the cereal. And so Post took it and he came up with grape nuts from that recipe. He added some sugar, which Kellogg was against. Uh, but yeah, it's a funny story, really. Uh, but then uh, John Harvey Kellogg's brother, he went on and formed the Kellogg Breakfast Cereal Company, invented cornflakes, and uh, there you go. So the crazy guy was just the brother of the guy that, that pushed Kellogg's cornflakes. But anyways, so back to John Harvey Kellogg. But he started this foundation. It was called the Race Betterment Foundation. And it even had a pedigree registry. So you could actually put your pedigree, just like a dog, you could put your pedigree into a registry so people could actually mix and match and get the perfect uh, thing that you would want. With this, you would be able to choose who to marry, who not to marry, things like that, so that your genes can go on uh, and better themselves. But with eugenics, things really start to take a, a, a nasty turn. Uh, it's like uh, in California, they actually forcibly sterilized about 20,000 mentally ill people for about 70 years. From 1909 to 1979, they were just sterilizing mentally ill people because they thought if you sterilize them, then they cannot reproduce and pass on those genes. And so because of that, they thought this was a grand idea. And so they just sterilized a whole bunch of people. Not only that, but 33 other states, or 33 states, maybe with California included, allowed for the forced sterilization of those they deemed fit. This could be the criminal. This could be the mentally ill. This could be based off race. This could be based off anything. And it really was a massive problem. And... So you get eugenics, you know, this forced sterilization. You get people like Margaret Sanger. Uh, she founded Planned Parenthood. And really, she was for the idea of getting rid of the poor or helping the poor out, things like that, helping out different races by limiting the amount of people that were reproduced. She actually wrote, uh, the most urgent problem today is how to limit and discourage the overfertility of the mentally and physically defective. These were her own words. She thought it was best just to get rid of all these types of people, mentally and physically defective. Then you have like the ultimate, right? The ultimate is Hitler. 
Hitler was a grand, had a grand idea of eugenics. He, he believed in it. Well, you should be able to know that because he hated the Jews, which was based off of only genes. It's, he thought that they were inferior race and that they should be wiped off the planet. Uh, but he thought this about blacks. He thought this about everybody. It wasn't just the Jews. He really believed that the Aryan race was the master race and things like that. And Hitler and the whole Nazi movement truly believed in that. And this is what eugenics gets us. But you see, the thing is, is that all these people that were doing eugenics, to bring this all back, what they were doing, they were doing because they thought they were on the right side of history. Because they wanted to better the human race. They wanted to better life for everyone. So if you think you are on the right side of history, does not mean you are on the right side of history. I know this is an extreme case, eugenics. But every case, small or big, is the same thing. There is no right side of history. There's just history. That's all it is. Societies are not a seamless line of progression, of betterment. This is not what society is. Society is an ebb and flow between conservative and liberal, between wacko and sane, between all sorts of different things. It's never a seamless line of progression. There are always missteps along the way, like thinking cocaine is non-addictive, things like this, right? There is always missteps. You always make mistakes. Everybody does. We're human. So just remember that just because you think you are on the right side of history does not mean you are on the right side of history. Okay, so that is uh, my little scree for the day. Uh, beyond that, uh, for now, uh, we are here at uh, the Mindless Sea uh, podcast. We are a Value for Value podcast. So if you want to help us out, you can help us out in many different ways. Give us whatever you think is valuable, uh, whatever value you got out of this. And you can send us the money. Uh, if you want to send money for this, uh, it is just go to podcast.mindlessc.com. And there is a link that you can use to actually uh, send some money. It uses PayPal for that. And I will take any amount of donations that you think that this was worth to you. It could be a dollar. Uh, it could be a euro. It could be $50. It could be anything. Just give me what you think this was worth to you. Other ways you can do, you can also help produce the show. You can email me at jesse, that's J-E-S-S-E, at mindlessc.com. And uh, we, you can help produce. You can give me ideas, images, ideas for topics, anything like that. Uh, just send them to that email address and I will look over them and see what we can do about that. Uh, see if we can introduce those into the show. Uh, also, if you donate, you can also send in a note and that I can read on the podcast. Uh, of course, if it's too much too long, I may edit it down. If it's a weird topic that I'm not comfortable with, I just won't cover it. But I will thank you for your money and everything like that, of course. Uh, that is just how I'll do it. So please, 
send me what you can. Uh, money is great. I love money. So please send that. Uh, otherwise, you can help just produce the show with images, ideas for topics and things like that. So just go to podcast.mindlessseed.com and uh, you can help me out. Okay, now to what's going on around the world right now. Uh, just some crazy things that I've seen. Uh, one of the top ones was that apparently there's a top Canadian surgeon who reve revealed in a group of like-minded surgeons all the issues that can actually come out from sex change operations. Uh, so if you are thinking of doing that for yourself, just make sure you get all the information that you can it looks to be some of it quite scary on what can actually happen necrotic tissues things like that so just make sure that you you do have done all the research and not just uh have glossed over it uh on the funnier side uh there's uh <laughs> for some reason there was this study uh, that was done it was even put into a peer-reviewed journal and basically what it was is that there was this picture, it was AI generated of a rat with a giant penis, like giant. It is huge if you see this. It's like taller than it. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's rather funny. Uh, but yeah, this actually got into a peer-reviewed study. You would think that people would actually look at that and realize something is wrong, but apparently they didn't. So yeah, if you want to ch get a chuckle, uh, just check that out. Uh, look for AI generated rat penis. And man, that thing is big. <laughs> As for uh, study of the day, there's one, apparently, I'm not sure if you can believe this or not, but apparently men and women's brains do actually work differently. Scientists discovered this. Now, scientists couldn't do this on their own. They actually had to have AI help them uh, do this because there's very little difference. But there is actual difference in there. Uh, some people now are arguing whether or not that's caused by uh, genetics or if, it, if it's actual natural or if it's uh, based by society or whatever. It's hard to say exactly what it is, but they're trying to figure that out. But yes, men's and women's brains do work differently. And so this can kind of show uh, those people that want them to think the same, that it's just not possible. We actually think differently. In other news, uh, apparently J.P. Morgan and other Wall Street giants are shifting away from climate initiatives. They're starting to more focus on actual investing and not just on future investing on certain things like climate change or things like that. I'm not really sure if that's good or not, uh, but it is a, a shift. Uh, kind of like what the Biden administration now is thinking about changing the rules for EVs to where you they're not pushing as hard to get everybody into EV right now uh, because society just doesn't seem to be wanting EVs anymore for at this moment. So there's that as well. Uh, things are slowly changing, as I, and as I said earlier, is that uh, the right side of history? It might be, or it might not be. We don't know. There's no way to know. And then on to uh, this idea of uh, pet bereavement uh, leave. Apparently, a lot of workplaces are uh, going to towards pet bereavement. So basically, if your pet dies, your dog dies, your cat dies, uh, you might get some time off. I think that 
I can see how that could be helped. Some people get really attached to pets and everything like that. I don't do pets myself. I travel too much. I think it would just be mean to the animal to do that. So I don't have pets. But uh, for those who do, I could understand that, especially if they really, really get attached to it. But so that's it uh, for the Mindless Sea today. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. It, hopefully it was better than last time. I don't know if it was, but maybe it was. If uh, anything, though, please uh, go to podcast.mindlessc.com and uh, you can help me out. And that would be great. And I will see you next week. This is the Mindless Sea Podcast.